good spots for a picnic in the shade, or a game of baseball exciting enough to make people forget the weather entirely. Better yet, folks could spend an afternoon dodging and diving in the icy waters of Lake Michigan at one of the eight beaches that lined the city's eastern shore. Chicago's Daily Tribune sported two full pages of beach bathers, with wide smiles and dripping swimsuits proclaiming, Keep cool! There's room for 250,000 like these at Chicago's beaches today. Around two o'clock in the afternoon, John met up with his friends, the four Williams boys. Charles and Lawrence were brothers. Paul and Eugene just happened to have the same last name. The beach was some four miles away from John's home. The boys set out on foot and took the first opportunity to hop on a produce truck headed north, hopping off again when the truck reached 26th Street, then turning east toward the beach and continuing on foot. They made a beeline for the lake, through the streets, across the railroad tracks, not walking but running, trying to avoid any trouble along the way. There had already been bad blood between blacks and whites that summer, the boys knew firsthand. Not long before, a gang of immigrant toughs had rained rocks down on them as they crossed this very area. So now they hurried along, watchful but also giddy and playful, Lake Michigan in front of them, beckoning them to its bright blue waters that extended out like an ocean, so far that they couldn't see the other side. There was a space of beach about a half mile in length between 26th Street and 29th Street that was a favorite for people who lived on Chicago's south side. There was no law about who could go to these beaches, not like in Alabama, Mississippi, and other places in the south where public bathrooms, water fountains, and beaches posted big signs spelling out for whites only or colored. In Chicago, under the law, most places were open to both blacks and whites. Children attended school together, and adults rode streetcars together. Under the law, blacks and whites could choose to eat in the same restaurants and get tickets to shows in the same theaters. Even so, many places were segregated, with the races separated by an invisible line. The beaches were like that. The boys knew. Everybody knew. Blacks frequented the beach at 26th Street, Whites swam at the beach on 29th Street. The 26th Street beach was fully equipped with suits, towels, and lockers available at no charge. The beach manager proudly stated that he was looking to make it the bathing point of the south side. There were also some gray areas, spaces where the rules were not so clear. John and the Williams boys had found one of these and appropriated it for themselves, a sort of clubhouse that was all their own. It was a little island tucked between the two beaches, behind the Keeley Beer Brewery that gave off hot waste and the Consumer's Ice Company that gave off cold waste, and they called it the Hot and Cold. The boys had built a wooden raft they kept tied up there, 14 feet long, 9 feet wide, big and solid enough to carry them out into the lake. The game for the day was to sail the raft out to a marker nailed several hundred yards from shore, somewhere between the two beaches. The boys could not swim well, but they pushed off into the refreshing water, holding on to the sides of the raft, kicking their legs to move them forward. 
Many years later, John recalled feeling, as long as the raft was there, we were safe. They took turns diving under the cool water, popping back up every few seconds, grabbing onto the raft again, whooping it up as they bobbed along. Immersed in the delight of the game, they drifted closer and closer to the 29th Street Beach. On the shore at 29th Street, tensions were rising. White families had gathered as usual, looking forward to a lazy Sunday away from work and household chores, a chance to relax, children entertaining themselves with sandcastles and water play. Some whites had been upset earlier when four blacks ignored the invisible line, plopping themselves down on the sand as though it was nothing out of the ordinary. White observers noted that things like this were happening more and more often. It seemed that something had come over black.